We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast it is the saturday crew once again back together it's fantastic to be together i'm jason perone of the pack a day podcast game on wisconsin and the quick slants podcast along with mark eckel of packer report and Paul Brettel of Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, and the Packers Unrestricted Podcast. As always, the weather update. It is summertime. It's glorious outside. The sun is shining, at least where I sit. Mark Eckel, we always start with you on the East Coast and on the beach. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, it's funny. They've been calling every day this week since last we, we spoke. Every day was, oh, might rain today. Oh, might rain and then we didn't rain at all. I mean, maybe like overnight, a little bit of rain, but nah, it's been pretty nice. Mid eighties, but on the beach, you get that breeze. So it's been it's been really nice. Nice, good stuff. Paul Brettel, Dairyland State of Wisconsin. We know it's summer is there. It's been beautiful, but it was hot. Is it still hot and sweltery? I was going to say, if you recall last week at this time, I was telling you we were in a, in. Uh, store for some 90-95 range. Well, through Friday, we are still in 90-95 range. Setting records up here, but Saturday is much better. All right. Very good. So the well, Packers minicamp was... The, the Packers... I'm sorry to interrupt, but the, the Packers minicamp though, was held during, like, really unseasonably hot weather in Green Bay then, right? Yeah, low 90s, but the worst part's been the humidity. It's been thick out there. Well, that's... that. Well, maybe, well, maybe that is good for them. Gotta kind of get them... Keep you loose. Wet a little bit, yeah. That's the part that gets you, is the humidity. It's always the humidity. So here in Phoenix, I can't complain. It's, you know, it's low hundreds, but that's normal for Phoenix. But check this out, guys. Starting Sunday and all the way through next Friday, the high doesn't drop below 115. Oh, now we're talking. Cripes. Now we're talking. <laughs> 115 on Sunday, Monday, and, and 117 for four days straight. Yeah, your air conditioning bill must be ridiculous. But it's a drive. Right. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's basically like seventy-five. <laughs> I'm never gonna be one of those. I'm never gonna be one of those dry heat people because I've lived in both hot is hot, the dry hot heat hot. and the humid heat, and there's pluses and minuses to both. But that is insane. Yes, absolutely. All right. So speaking of Packers mini camp, a lot of lot of stuff going on this week. We had more players reporting, which was nice. There was one notable absence, unsurprising, though we knew he wasn't going to be there. So we got a chance to look at a lot of other players, including some rookies. So what we're going to talk about today with our crew is what stands out from the minicamp? Which which item stands out the most to each of us? So we'll go around the horn and talk about those topics. So, Mark, we'll start with you. What has been your... What has been your topic du jour? Well, not even du jour, just of the week. What has stood out to you from this past minicamp? Well, there's a lot. I mean, there, there really was a lot of And unfortunately, it all broke earlier in the week. But there was a lot of news. We guys, Packers, they actually added a, a veteran player, Canton and the linebacker, Campbell, who, who I know Paul likes a lot. And I like him as well. I mean, all kind of, you know, things coming and going. But I'm not going to overlook the obvious. 
Jordan Love uh, showed me something that I don't, I don't even care about his play. I mean, because it's funny. People get excited. You know, oh, you know, it's, it's mini camp. It's I don't I you, you can't get real worked up good or bad over 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 a, a, a mini camp practice. But I like the way he handled everything. You know, he this is the first time he spoke to the media, I guess. You know, in a major press, you know, in a, I'm sure he's talked to guys individually through the year, but the first press conference he's held since the day he was drafted, I'm, I, I'm thinking, right? He didn't, he I believe he so. Talked since, since the day he was drafted. Yeah, and it's been everybody. a long time. And, and the day you're drafted, I don't care if you're the first pick of the draft or Mr. Irrelevant, you're happy. I mean, it's a it's a thrill, It's and it's easy. The questions are generally pretty easy, and the answers are even easier. So, I mean, that does, that's not even a press conference. That's just kind of a, wow, I got drafted. I'm, I'm thrilled. Um, but I thought he handled everything really well. Um, I love his answer when asked, you know, is he ready to start if he has to? And he said 100%. This is why I'm here. I was drafted to come here and play, and, and play quarterback. Um, I'm going to say something that's going to probably get a lot of people riled up a little bit, but I mean it, and I've been saying this for a little while now. I can't wait for the Jordan Love era to start. I really can't. I Listen, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. A lot of thrills through 16 years, but I've had enough of them, to be honest with you. I'm tired of this, this whole nonsense that's going on now. I can't, I'm, I'm really – I like – if you remember, I don't, when I liked it when, when the Packers took Jordan Love, I was one of the few people that actually liked the pick. I, I thought it was a smart idea to get your quarterback in the future when you can. The Packers generally pick low. And they liked him enough that they felt, they felt he was worth, you know, even moving up a few spots, giving up a fourth-round pick. I liked it then. I like it even more when I see the 49ers trade three number ones to get a guy from a minor league college that played about, what, 15 games or something in his, in his college whole, his whole four years, whatever. I mean, guy hardly even played. They trade three number ones to go get him. Um the Bears trade two number ones to get Justin Fields, who, you know, I, I got, I'm i not going to ban about Justin Fields because when I've seen him play, he's looked pretty good. But, you know, he is an Ohio State quarterback, and I can't remember the last Ohio State quarterback that was any good. Right. So when I when I weigh that, with the Packers only giving up what they gave up to get their quarterback in the future versus what the 49ers did and what the, and what the Bears did and – what other, but several other teams have done in the past to have to get their, their quarterback. So I just like this more and more, and I'm really anxious to see. I mean, again, Aaron Rodgers, listen, <laughs> I'm really going to get people mad. I don't want to do this, but he won one. they won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. There's been a lot of disappointment with Aaron Rodgers. Is it all Aaron Rodgers' fault? Of course not. But does he deserve some of the blame? Yes, he does. Yes. I know Kevin King gets killed for last year's loss to Tampa, and deservedly so. But the quarterback had first and goal twice, came away with three points. You know, he, he wants to complain about about kicking a field goal on fourth down. Well, maybe if you ran it on third down, they wouldn't have had to kick the field goal on fourth down. I mean, it, it, you could pick apart Aaron Rodgers a little bit in, in big games. That's all I'm saying. So I'm not, and I'm not in any way saying Jordan Love's going to be better than Aaron Rodgers. But I'm just I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for Jordan Love. You guys are well, is that it? <laughs> no. Well, let me let me ask you a qualifying question there, Mark. Yeah. Which is and and if you're not ready to answer it, it's okay. Just to put you on the spot a little bit too, though. But yeah. you're ready for the Jordan Love era. Yep. Are you wanting the Jordan Love era, or are you just saying I'm ready if it needs to be right now? More the latter, I guess. I mean, I listen. Whatever. If Rogers comes back and start a training camp and he's the quarterback, I'm not going to be upset. But I'm not going to. But if he doesn't, if he's going to hold out or retire or whatever he wants, whatever is in his mind, I'm not one of the Packer fans that are, oh my God, Aaron Rodgers is gone. What are we going to No, I'm ready for Jordan Love. I'm, you know, Rodgers is Rodgers. I don't, I don't like what he's doing. I don't, and I can't, people trying to defend what he's doing, I, I, I don't see it. He's upset that they cut Jay Coomer out. Jay Coomer out stinks. I mean, I can tell you, Jay Coomer out is not an NFL football player. I mean, he's proven it. He he was on. He's a, he's a practice squad player. In that 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 bothered him that they cut Jay Coomer. Out. You know, he wants say in who the team keeps. No, don't get that say. You're a player. Your players are always going to want to keep. You know, he was upset that they let Jordy Nelson go. Listen, I like I like Jordy Nelson too. Not not as much as other people maybe, but I like him. He was a very good player for the Green Bay Packers. But when they let him go, he was finished. 
And in the salary cap world, the worst thing a team can do is keep a high-priced guy who isn't worth that high price anymore. And that was Jordy Nelson. He was wasn't he wasn't. I mean, that, his last year with the Packers was kind of painful watching him play because I, I hate seeing guys that were really good fall apart. Well, and you I know mean, what? Uh, to your to your point, Mark, he got and and I think some of that was hidden by the fact that. Brett Hundley played so many games that season, and everybody was so quick to blame Hundley. And they were Nelson was dropping passes from mm-hmm. Hundley. He didn't help Hundley at all. I'll say that. He went, and they went to the Raiders, and he stung to join up with the Raiders. Raiders cut him after a year, and he Again, stopped playing. I mean, he hasn't lobbied to come back, so it's like, no, look, I it's can't. that was done. It, it was a good move. A tough sport, guys. Football is a tough, demanding, physical sport. If you play eight. That's a good career. Mm-hmm. And I've seen guys. I've seen guys after they're they're done. How banged up they are. It's a tough physical sport. For the fact that Roger, you know, Packers had Favre and Rogers for a combined thirty-two years. That's that's incredible. I mean, it's just you know, guys. I remember this. A, a friend of mine told me this when I first got got started in the business that he he covered. He, he's older than me, um, but he 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 knew Paul Brown. The old, you know, Cleveland Browns yeah. and then Bengals guy and everything. And he asked him once about, Paul, what do you think of the players? And Paul Brown, and this is old school. This is this would never fly in 2021. But Brown's like, Brown said, I tolerate them until they're un, until they're of no use to me. <laughs> so, but that's, I think people, I mean, listen, players make a lot more money now and then they get their whatever. But it, it still kind of rings true. I mean, you can't let players make the, you know, Make decisions on who plays and, and who stays and who who you draft and who you get. Then re- and the more I read about what Rodgers is mad about, the more upset I get with the whole thing. I mean, if he was, I'd be more. I I would be happier if he said, "Yeah, I was mad when they took Jordan Love. I didn't think they should they should have taken my my replacement yet. I still got many whatever, whatever many years left." But it's that's not what's coming out. It's like, oh no, and then nothing to do with the pick. He's upset that they cut Jay Coomer out. What? So. So this what? is interesting. So so and I I I made a comment on a quick slants a couple weeks ago when Rappaport mentioned the Jake Kumaro thing and look I've, there's two two sides of this that I take. The first one is Ian Rappaport if he's literally wanting to be accurate and report what is told to him I do think that Aaron Rodgers did, was disappointed that Kumaro was cut, but it wasn't because of the fact that it was Jay Kumaro. It was the fact that he had just spoken Jay Kumaro's name and then the team cuts Jay Kumaro and Aaron Rodgers feels was, like he's was, not being listened to. It was to. cut down day. Right. Packers so, decide when the, <laughs> look, we, we, said that. there's no argument, Mark, there's no argument about Jay Kumaro and he's not in a league right now. There's, there's, that was an obviously a good, a good decision. The other side of the, what I said with Rappaport was even if it's true and just because you verified it with all of your sources, doesn't mean that you should say it out loud. And that was kind of a silly thing to say out loud because Jay Kumaro is not, no one's going to mistake him for Devontae Adams or Jordy Nelson. So that's that's one thing. Or Al Lazard. Or Lazard. Or MBS or anybody else that they, that they kept over. So I don't you think, know? I mean, that's the problem is, is that some of these things get reported and they're, they're made to sound like they're such a huge part of the reason why all this is going on when in fact they are like, there's ansel, they're like, ancillary to the ancillary reasons why all of this is well, going what is, on. What do you think? The re- what do you, why do you think it's, I honestly have, if, if I had to wager money on it, I, I don't know. I'd have to, I, <laughs> don't, I, I wouldn't, I, I just, I, I, at this I point, no at, at this, at this point, Mark and Paul, I know that, I know that this isn't like your cup of tea to talk about either. Cause we just don't know, but I honestly just, the more I hear, the less I know. That's how I feel. But I'm just tired of it. More than anything else, I'm tired of every day, you know, something else. And, and I know, and I just nice to do it. So I know why guys are right, you know. Well, I never had anything quite like this. I've had some crazy stuff with, I mean, I had the whole Donovan McNabb TTO controversy. Oh, yeah. That, that went, that's still going on. <laughs> it, it's 100 years later, and I still see TTO ripping McNabb. I'm like, give it up already. Well, again. Do you, do you remember that game where it was there was a game where T.O. was trying to talk to McNabb on the sideline and, and McNabb oh, yeah. clearly did that. He just kept he kept parading around and McNabb was trying was to walk Pittsburgh. away from him. Yeah, the game was I think it was in Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. The game was the Eagles at Steelers. And T.O. is like trying to talk to McNabb and McNabb is clearly not wanting to listen to him. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was a that was a 
I'm glad I covered it, but I don't. I wouldn't wish anybody else having to cover something like like that again because it was it was it was a pain. So at least. well, this, so and so I'm get, sure the, the Packer writers don't want this happening. I mean, it's it's, it's a pain for them as well. Uh, yeah, it's know, job like, security for them too, though. I mean, you obviously you know that they they don't. They, it, it's not about winning and losing. It's about the story. So oh, this, yeah, but, but there is no story because the guy, the main character isn't isn't speaking, man. Well, then they're doing a good job because anything. I keep hearing about it every day. And every time I, I open up a podcast, except for Paul's, of course, every time I open up a podcast, someone's talking about Aaron Rodgers, including yours truly on quick slants every week. Yeah, so but, but nobody has everybody's just speculating and everybody's just exactly speaking. like no, we just did. I gave my opinion. It's mm-hmm. just opinion, mm-hmm. now. It's only, yeah. which is hard because like I just asked you, what do you think? Is there? You don't know. I have way, no idea. Nobody, like you said, like Paul said, nobody really knows. Yeah. What he's so upset about. Well, here's so to get so to get there. back on that. So to get back on to your your pick of Jordan Love, I have her, and I have to caution it because obviously I'm not there. I'm not watching practice, and I don't want to turn into the um, typical training camp fan. That's refreshing Twitter looking for the buzz. But I have heard positive things about Jordan Love. It sounded like he didn't have a great opening day of minicamp and then came back and played better on the second day. Played great, apparently. Yeah. And again, and again, seven on seven against air, certain situations. Right. Look, rookie or not, if you're in the NFL, you should be expected to play well. But, you know, listen, if he can face some adversity there, maybe that carries over when he's on the field and he throws a pick and then he comes back and recovers from it. Paul, your take on the very, very limited news that we've gotten about Jordan Love. And let's keep in mind, you're only a couple miles away. So we have very high expectations for what you're going to tell us <laughs> about Jordan Love and how much of this hype are, you know, is are, are we should we be buying into at this point? Uh, I mean, you take everything with a grain of salt, especially with how last year went for him, especially for one. We know we knew he still is a developmental player. That was known coming out of Utah State. Last offseason was shortened. There were less practices. He didn't have preseason. And then as quarterback three on the roster, he took hardly any reps in practice because Rodgers got most of them. And then what was a little bit left over was Boyle. And then if there was one or two remaining, Love got him. So last year was almost like nothing for him in terms of on the field. Obviously, being around Aaron Rodgers, being in the room, learning the offense, that's all very valuable. But expectations you know, these ups and downs that we're seeing that needs to be expected. Folks need to take away these expectations that he's going to come in. And I don't know if people have it, but just stop riding the highs and lows with what we see. And as far as him having that good day, obviously that's very promising. I was excited to see that, but we know he has the arm talent. You know, that's why he, the Packers traded up for him. We know he has, can make those throws. We know he has the athleticism. It comes down to the technique, the decision-making, and really just feeling comfortable in the offense. So, personally, I'm not reading too much into this. I don't think many are, or they shouldn't be. But, nonetheless, it's still exciting to see him have success. We all want him to be successful, regardless of how the Rodgers situation turns out. So, very fun to see, but in terms of how I feel about it or what to expect, I still don't know, and nobody does. No, of course not. And the... Two things about the whole thing. The first one is that I want to see what kind of intelligence Jordan Love has. And that's not something that you, you can until he's in a game, you can't glean that at all. Because what I want to what I want to know is, is that so Aaron Rodgers has obviously grown and progressed throughout his career. He came in, he was a rookie, he had some mechanical issues. He you know, he actually the reports weren't great out of early training camps is he needed a lot of work. He had to go through McCarthy's quarterback school, all that kind of stuff. But he came in with a, a cerebral mindset because that's a, that's just personality. That's his personality. So he knows, hey, I got to develop some some telepathy with these guys. And if I remember correctly, during a pregame warmups, he and Ruvel Martin had a close relationship because they both were backups. And the only time that they really got on the field and did much was in a pregame because they didn't get in the games. But they had this kind of you know pregame thing, and they had good good telepathy going on with each other. And so I think one of the big things that I want to see is okay if Jordan loves the quarterback. Do, how do you get on? How do you develop, and how long does it take to get to the point where you know where to throw the ball? Because Devontae Adams is so talented that he's going to make a move and he's going to gain separation from a corner, and you're going to have that window to throw in. Can he make that throw? That's what I want to see from Jordan Love. I don't. I'm not saying I expect it in day one, 
But when I start to see that, for me, that's when I'm completely bought in and I'm like, okay, this guy can play, give him the rock. You know, it's, it's, it's love time, right? And again, all the caveats that Mark talked about, I'm on a complete agreement with, I'm not taking anything away from Aaron Rodgers or anything that he's accomplished or anything like that. But that's what I want to see from Jordan Love. My other point on Love is, and I think we may have talked about this before, I, if he's had to start this season um, with the roster that was brought back, I legitimately believe that this is still a 9-10 to 10 win football team. Mark, he was your pick. So how many games are they winning if Jordan loves the quarterback this year? Because they still have the, the, the guys that produce most of the number yeah. one offense. And I know he's not the he, – it was, it was Aaron Rodgers. But how many games are they winning? Uh, no. They're, they're, I, don't, I don't like doing wins and losses even when – with Rodgers, I don't, I don't know. A lot. They'll go in a lot with Rodgers. They'll win a little bit less with, with Love. But I'll say this. If Jordan Love is the Packers' opening day quarter, you know, not just opening day, but if he's their quarterback in 2021, they still win the NFC North. They're still the best team in the NFC. Yeah, I I think so. Paul, what's what's your and take? He might, and guess what? He might be the best quarterback in the NFC. <laughs> yeah, he very he, he might very, be. He no, uh, there's no no argument there because uh, you know Cousins is wildly un, Cousins is wildly unpredictable. And right. golf is so golf, and we don't know anything about Fields. And if it's Dalton, then no. Well, right, and well, I, I know this about Fields. I know he's a year behind Love in terms of learning the NFL. Uh-huh. I, that, that that I do know. Mm-hmm. That's what cracks me up. I love NFL. You know, just fan, people, anybody telling me, "Oh my God, Love it. Love's not ready to play. They can't go with Love." And then the next breath, oh, the Bears have to start Fields. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, love's not ready, but the Bears have to start fields. Well, yeah, their math, alive. their math, their calculator is a little. Their math is a little off. Well, even like you said, yes, love, and you know, but Paul was saying like, um, yes, love. Had, it was a, it was a shame that his rookie year came under those circumstances where it was just a strange year for all of us, but especially you know rookie football players that didn't have a real camp, that didn't have, that didn't have any. I mean, he would have played a lot of preseason last year. Rogers ever plays preseason, so he would have, you know, and rightfully so. I didn't mean that in a bad way. Um, he would have got a lot of reps. He would have got a lot of work, and who knows what he what, he may have looked great. He may have looked awful, but he would have gotten time. But he still was, as Paul pointed out, in the meetings. He was in. He he picked up stuff from Rogers and Boyle. Probably. I mean, you know, Fields was at Ohio State playing what what they play seven games last year or something. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have he you know he didn't do much either last year in terms of playing football, um, but Love was in Lafleur's offense. He he had a playbook. He went home and studied. He he did all. I mean, he had everything but the actual, you know, playing time. So that that still to me puts him a puts him way ahead of, you know, Fields and uh, Lance and even even Lawrence and uh, and Wilson for that matter. I mean, he he was there for a year. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, it's... And again, when I brought up Love, I, I wasn't saying he's going to be great or he's not going to... I don't... I like Paul, I have no idea. I like them more than most, but I still don't have any idea how good he's going to be. I'm just... But I want to see. So, I, listen, it's going to come... It's going to happen eventually. If it's not this year, it's going to be... It's going to happen. It's going to... There's going to come... A, just like there was a time when Favre was going to be done and Rodgers was going to take over. Well... There's going to be a time when Rodgers is done and Love's going to take over. I'm 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 not like a lot of people that are closing my eyes and say, "Oh no, no, I don't. I need Aaron." I'm my eyes are wide open, saying, "I want to see Jordan Love." Well, cook it up, Russ Ball and Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst behind the scenes, and Paul in your article that you you mentioned about takeaways. If Goody talks, listen. We are going to have to listen very carefully to hear anything that Goody has to say about. Aaron Rodgers. But real quick, before we move on to your selection, Paul, what are your thoughts? I mean, if you don't have a number, that's fine. But Packers, how competitive with Jordan Love this year with this roster? Uh, I think they're I think they are very competitive as far as wins. Like, I don't know. That's tough to guess at this point. I could see six, seven. I could see them getting to nine, ten and anywhere in between. But like you said, this is a very, (laughs) very good roster. To put it simply, this was the best team in the NFL last year. I know they didn't win the Super Bowl, but this was the best team in the NFL. They're bringing back a majority of those players. And when it comes to who Jordan Love ends up being, 
the thing is, in this Lafleur offense, he doesn't have to be an Aaron Rodgers. Do we want him to be a future Hall of Famer? Of course we do. But look at McVay with Goff. They went to a Super Bowl. Look at Kyle Shanahan with uh, Garoppolo. They went to a Super Bowl. We know those offenses mirror what Matt LaFleur does. It's a very quarterback-friendly offense. It's not a coincidence that Rodgers was struggling is a, a strong word, but his play had dipped in recent years. And now in Matt LaFleur's system, he's back to MVP. That's, of course, a credit to Aaron Rodgers, but it's a credit to Matt LaFleur as well. The system makes it way easier on the quarterbacks. So with the talent that's there, with Matt LaFleur and his offense, his play calling ability, you know, this is still a very, very, uh, a very good Packers team. I won't say very, very good because, but ultimately we don't know what love is. He's going to take those lumps, but this is a team that can still go out and win, you know, a number of games, even if he's at the quarterback. Okay, so if any of you are looking for any relationship advice, just remember what Paul just said. Nobody knows what love is, okay? All right, moving on, moving on to the takeaway from, well, maybe Mark does because he just got married and he figured it out, but but (laughs) moving on to the intriguing takeaway, or Paul, I'll let you title it whatever you want. What was your your pick from this recent minicamp? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So my pick was Devontae Adams and that he will be at training camp. So if before he was, he was asked this question directly by Aaron Nagler, but before minicamp, if you had said, Paul, is Devontae Adams going to be at training camp? I still would have thought so. However, there's part of me that believe Nagler's question was valid because this is the final year of Devontae's deal. It has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers not being there, maybe being there, we don't know. But he's in the final year of his deal. And according to Track, he is the eight by average annual value. He is the 18th highest paid wide receiver in the game. So obviously, he's very underpaid. We know that a big payday is coming presumably an extension with the Packers, but regardless of whatever, however that plays out. So I thought that it was a valid question. Will he be at training camp or would he hold out? He already didn't participate in the, on the field portion of OTAs and passed up a $500,000 workout bonus. And while I know it would have rubbed fans the wrong way, not all fans, but some fans, if he didn't show up to training camp, these players have such a finite amount of time to, make their career earnings and get the get the value that they deserve. He deserves to be paid like one of the top receivers in the game. So if Devontae had made the choice of saying, I'm not going to practice, I don't want to risk injury until I'm compensated as I should be, I 100% would have understood. But the good news, Packer fans, is that Devontae said that he absolutely would be there. Uh, he's made a few comments about how he doesn't want to have to pay the fines, and it's written in the CBA Players are fined $50,000 a day for the practices that they miss when training camp rolls around. But he said he's going to be there. So I think that that's very valuable, or obviously that's very valuable. But I think it's good peace of mind for fans, for management, that they don't have to worry about on top of everything that's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Is our star receiver going to be here? Because if he was holding out, Rodgers isn't there. I mean, that you want love to get as much work with Adams as possible. But that just would have created a whole extra mess and additional questions to answer, things to deal with. So I thought that that was a, a, a big takeaway. Like I said, when I started this little section here, 
I thought that he would be at training camp, but there was a part of me that could also see him missing out for the reasons that I mentioned. So I think it's very good to know that he is going to be there and that this isn't something that the Packers fans or anyone else has to worry about. As far as an extension, if that takes place, to get an idea over at SpotTrack, they have their market value. Uh, they're projecting a five-year deal for at $24.9 million per year. In average annual value, that would make him the second highest paid receiver in football behind only DeAndre Hopkins. So in terms of what he might get, that's probably, I imagine, in the ballpark. But good news, he will be there. Well, it's not a surprise that he's going to get compensated like that. But, Mark, I don't know if you and I have talked about this. If you want to be the highest paid player in any sport, then you're you're chasing the wrong goal because – the next guy that gets paid is going to jump you, and the next guy after that's going to jump him. And so, and I and I don't think that's what Adams is necessarily worried about. But the money will be there because he has proven to be an elite talent. And look, he struggled in his sophomore season; he had injury, but he worked. Devontae Adams worked. Everybody was down on him. I didn't give up on him, but I was definitely not sold. I. I was very disappointed in 2015. I don't think we realized how much he was injured that year either. But he worked. He worked and he became a big part of this offense to the point where in 2016, he has a bit of a breakout, plays really well. 2017, he's, you know, he's really good again. And like Mark, like we talked about before, you see the decline in Jordy and in 2018, it's it's the Devontae Adams show with Randall Cobb as a you know as a very strong supporting cast. And off we go. So Adams is absolutely I I'm not surprised that he's taking a professional approach here and he's gonna play. He's betting on himself. Injuries can happen, but he's like, look, he loves football. He loves to be out there and he loves to play. And I do think that he's legitimately committed to being in Green Bay. You know, I think the comments that some of his uh, Rodgers teammates made, and Adams was one of them, talking about how he was going to shout from the mountaintops, he wants his quarterback to come back and all that kind of stuff. That's all good PR. That's all good PR. Adams is also just great to have in the locker room, and he's a great example on the field. So I would agree. Having all your players there is going to be important, and it seems like, yeah, I mean, Paul, to your point, it would have been a huge mess if Adams isn't there as well. But look, you know, who knows what his agent is, is suggesting that he's going to do. And there is still, what, another five or six weeks before training camp starts for for something else to happen. I just wish it would start happening on, uh, you know, Thursday nights or Friday morning so that we have <laughs> some fun stuff to talk about. But, Mark, your take on Devontae Adams being in training camp and is it is is it a, was it a surprise to you? And does it give you that comfort? Yes, it gives me comfort. Uh, surprise? Um no, I can't say I'm surprised. I'm surprised he answered it, answered the question. So I was answered too. it honestly, because I've been in that situation. Ask I was, I've been the guy asking questions like that to players for years, and some will, some will say yes, or some will say no, no, I'm not coming. I'm not coming without a, without a contract. I've had guys tell me that all, several times, and then but most of them would say, yeah, we'll see. That's still seven weeks off, you know. Call, Call me in six weeks and we'll talk about it then. Um, but for him, you know, he came out and he was good about it. He was very, um, I got to say that. I mean, and again, I'm not there covering the team, but I am paying more attention than just the average fan now because I do write a couple stories a week and we and, and we do this podcast and stuff. So I do want to stay more abreast of what's going on. The Packer players are pretty good. I mean, they they they're they're all pretty honest. At least like the players that get quoted a lot. Um, Jones is very good. Adams is very good. Um, so that was yeah. I, I, that was what I was most impressed with was that he he answered. He not only answered the question, he gave a good answer um, and went on about it about how he didn't. Yeah, I don't want to give away my money and Bob, you know, because that's fine. As Paul said, the team can't look the other way there. Like no, like, not anymore. Rogers, they used to be Rogers, able to refund it. No, now like Rogers can. The Packers can find Rogers for for missing minicamp, but they. But they could also let it slide too. If you miss camp, no, that's just a rule. That's they, they can't let that slide. I mean, they, they if a guy misses five days, that's you know, what is it? How much a day, Paul? Fifty thousand. So two fifty so pocket change for those yeah, guys. Right. So I mean, it's not, but still, it, it's money. I mean, um, so no, I, yeah, I wasn't. 
I'm happy about that. That's a good thing. And and if Rogers if Rogers is there, fine. And Adams is with him, and everybody's happy. And let's let's go win a Super Bowl finally. Um, if he if Rogers isn't there, yes, Jordan Love needs a Devontae Adams. I mean, Love you know Love is going to struggle a little bit, right? He, I mean, he is a it's his first year starting. All first year starters have their ups and downs. There'll be less downs if. If he has Devontae Adams, so yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> a lot less. So that that's that's a good thing. Um, I mean, <laughs> Devontae Adams makes he's one of them guys. And this is the highest compliment I think you you can pay a, a a player is he makes everybody better. Like he, you know, MVS is better because Devontae Adams is there. Alan Lazard is better. Aaron Jones as a running back is better. The quarterback's better. Because you, because he's so good, you know, and like you said, I, I think you said earlier, because he worked so hard. Like he made himself mm-hmm. coming out. I mean, he was a he was a mid second round pick coming out, so he wasn't like. And I remember the Packers might even reach a little bit for him there. Like he wasn't like he wasn't a guy that people were talking about prior to his draft. You know, like they knew Devonta Smith this year or or Jamar Chase or the guys from last year, C.D. Lamb and Gary Judy. He wasn't one of those guys. He wasn't being talked up as, oh, Devontae Adams, that's the guy you want to get. He's going to, no, he was like, okay, yeah, he's pretty good. He's okay. And he went where, you know, second round. But he he made himself into one of the best wide receivers yep. in the game. So that, that says a lot about a guy. Like, I I mean, listen, of course you like the stars. Stars are stars. But I like guys like Devontae Adams. And, and Aaron Jones fits that mold, too. He was a fifth-round pick who's, who made him, who turned himself into a, one of the top running backs in the game today, right? So I I always like those guys a little more than the the guy that was the eighth overall pick in the draft and turns out to be good. Well, yeah, everybody knew you. You, you, you were good. You were a superstar in high school. You were a superstar in college. You're, it just keeps going. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm thrilled that Devontae Adams is, is, is going to be a camp. One other thing I wanted to add in terms of extensions. Uh, last January, so January 2020, just shortly after the season ended, Brian Gudikins told us extensions, especially of this magnitude, it takes time. There's a lot that goes into making the cap work, not only this year, but the following years. What the, you know, what is this added money on the books due to other players? What other decisions are going to be a trickle down effect because of that? And in referencing Kenny Clark, that was what the question was asked. He said that it takes a while. Kenny's deal wasn't done till August of that year. So not to say that, you know, I mean, maybe we could see something similar with Devante and mm-hmm. it's not as if over that eight month stretch, you know, Goody and Russ Ball and Kenny's agent are grinding it out every day. There's obviously breaks in between, but the point is this stuff takes time and a contract that Devante is going to receive. They could absolutely still be in the works. It could be done tomorrow. It only takes, you know, Adams and his agent to say, yes, could happen at any time. So, but I, I just like to remind folks of that because I know that's something we're all kind of or have been waiting on, wondering when it's going to take place. But I think the Kenny Clark situation, him getting his deal in August, I think that that's a very comparable um, or a good comparison that we can make between the two. Yeah, excellent. That's an excellent point, Paul. Yeah, I mean, people, the average fan doesn't realize that. They think, oh, yeah, you, you just you you meet all day and you get it and. By six o'clock at night, it's done. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. It's just done. There's just so many fine lines between. I mean, I I worked on things where I knew the deal was done. Like, well, I shouldn't say that the deal was done. I I knew the parameters were done. They agreed on five years. They agreed on eighty two point five million. Um, but then there's so much other stuff that that has that goes through that contract in terms of like little things that we don't even like. We don't even know about like. Um, you know how much? Well, number one, this is a big thing. This isn't a little thing. A big. How much of it is guaranteed? Uh, you know, how much do you get today? How much do you put in roster bonuses? How much do you put in this kind of bonus? And, um, and those things. That's what really takes a lot of time. And then, then they, even like the like the, like I said, smaller stuff like just um, you know workout bonuses. And um, I, I, I know we used to call it like line five was what the agents would always say. Well, we're, we're we got everything done, but we're working on line five. I never knew exactly what line five was, but I knew it was like little <laughs> things that I didn't need to get done. Uh, I would just say, yeah, they're working on line five. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, you're talking about, this isn't like signing, you know, 
a guy off the street to a one-year minimum deal. That that does get done in a couple hours because he's looking for a job. You're looking for a, another safety, and yeah. And so you, you offer him this. He says yes, and yeah, he signs. The deal's done. This is a lot when you're spending, and you're saying oh, like well over a hundred million. Adams is going to get that. That takes. There's a lot that goes through it. Yeah, for sure. A lot of those. A lot of those details and. It's contracts you never know. You just never know what's going to happen, and the Packers are tight-lipped about all that kind of stuff, too. And but the Packers, keep in mind, too, the Packers, more than most teams, or maybe, well, more than a lot of teams, do things with contracts as they pro- progress. So they like giving those um, roster bonuses that they can, if they need it, they can turn them into signing bonuses and, and stretch cap dollars out. They did it numerous times this past offseason, right? Mm-hmm. And they do it to like three or four guys. They they did so. They like putting things in there that can help them down the road, cap wise. And those sort of the Packers. Have, I mean, they were in a lot of trouble. It looked like going into this this off season, right? Cap wise. Oh my God, they're going to cut this guy. They're going to cut. They didn't really. They cut Kirksey and Wagner. With I think that was as much, you know, playing ability as it was money, and. And they lost Lindsley, which you can't keep everybody. Um, that's a big loss, but, you know, they had Aaron Jones. They kept everybody else. So in terms of handling the cap, they're pretty good at it. They they do certain things that that work, you know. We all thought Preston Smith was going to get cut. He didn't get cut. We thought Dean Lowry might get cut. He hasn't gotten cut. I mean, they, they don't. They don't necessarily cut people. They work things. Around. And now they got. They actually were able to sign a linebacker this week mm-hmm. on top of you know doing everything else. Yep. And by and by getting if they get an extension done with Adams, that's going to clear up a ton of cap space because yep. he's got a cap at this year sixteen point seven million. So that's his. Uh, what they're going to do is take his base salary, which I don't have off the top of my head, but they're going to convert. A, I'm guessing a good portion yep. of that to signing bonus, spread it out over the life of the deal. So that'll be now six years, assuming they had five years on or five years if they had four years on. So that that extension obviously keeps the best or depending how you look at it, the best or close to the very best wide receiver in Green Bay beyond the 2021 season. But it gives them some much needed cap relief as well, which they're going to need yep. for sure. So, yep. Mark, you you perfectly segued me there by talking about Corey Lindsley a bit, because my choice for most eye-opening or intriguing thing of minicamp was there's a lot of good intrigue on the offensive line. Some of the stories that came out about the offensive line, we wanted some clarity because we've speculated a little bit on who's going to go where. Corey Lindsley's gone, so they need a center. Will Elton Jenkins move to center? Will he stay at guard? Will he become a tackle? All those things were an option because Elton Jenkins is that good. He could literally be the answer at any of those positions there. But we've seen over this mini camp, Jake, uh, that Myers, Josh Myers is going to be the center. And so Elton Jenkins, in theory, is not going to move to center. So the Elton Jenkins to tackle, which Mark, I think is is your uh, your take, yeah. is very much in play. Eventually. Is not, is twenty twenty one? Sure, but it's eventually, but. You know, and another note I want to make too is that for what it's where it's worth to everybody, because you know I get that Aaron Rodgers is a seasoned veteran, but if it's the guy that's going to serve the ball to you on every snap, Aaron Rodgers is not there building rapport with his new guy. So that's uh, just something to take note of there too. But Royce Newman also getting some reps with the ones. You know, Elton Jenkins can play everywhere, so obviously. Billy Turner, maybe this isn't a surprise, or this was always the uh, the plan in the first place. Billy Billy Turner's not the long term answer, even though he did okay. He played okay last year, and having to fill in with Bakhtiari getting hurt and um, having to do what he did there. But the rookies are are doing okay. I know that uh, now it depends on how much you, you know, how much stock you want to put in Colin Coward. Not maybe not much, but he was throwing a little bit of shade at Brian Gutekunst for picking all these offensive linemen and not getting Aaron Rodgers any quote unquote weapons. Well, offensive linemen become weapons when they're stopping guys from taking your quarterback out. But some pretty encouraging news from the young guys. So then, if you look on the interior as well, you got Lucas Patrick. You got Ron, John Runyon Jr. Is Runyon Jr. ready to play and unseat Lucas Patrick? There's there's all sorts of different things that could be happening on the offensive line, but these are the this is the last two years of the Packers focusing on an area where it's like everybody loves the flashy picks, the receivers, the tight ends, 
you know, all the, the running backs, the skill players, you know, if they could have drafted four Amari Rodgers type players, it would have made everybody really happy. But you need that bulk up front. So, Paul, we'll start with you. Your take on the big guys up front. And we, we talked about, you know, some of the hype that Jordan Love was getting early on. I think the offensive line is also getting a little bit of hype. Some of the, the rookies. How much is there? How much stock is there in this already? Well, I think with, well, let's start from the top here. So if we're going to Sharpie in our starters, it's going to be Elton Jenkins, Billy Turner, and David Bakhtiari when he's back. I will pencil in Josh Myers for the starting center. And then, so that leaves really one spot open, possibly two early on, depending when Bach comes back. And so competing for those spots, you got Royce Newman, who, again, it's mini camp, but he's been out with the ones, and Elton Jenkins was missing. Mark Mark made that point um, off air. But he started with the ones at right guard, left guard, and right tackle. So whether he can maintain that, the, that needs to be seen through training camp in the preseason. But I think what that tells us is that the coaching staff does really like him, and I think that that can be a valuable takeaway as much as you can take away from something at mini camp. Uh, there's Ben Braden, who, to the surprise of, I believe, just about everybody, Adam Stenovich, the offensive line coach, said he'd be competing for starting reps at both tackle and guard. Um, I did not see that one coming at all. Uh, who am I missing? John Runyon, another player. Uh, limited sample size, but looked very solid as a rookie last year. And then Lucas Patrick uh, could be competing with Josh Myers at center. We know he can play both guard positions. The most experienced of the bunch. Those are the four players that I see truly competing for that last spot. And as we saw last year, Matt LaFleur will absolutely, and he said it on numerous occasions, his goal is to put the best five out there. And the versatility that this unit has allows him to do that. So I'm very intrigued and just interested to see how this offensive line battle unfolds throughout uh, the rest of the summer. No, for sure. Mark, it's not as always as much fun to talk about this, the trenches, but it's a very important part of the game. So, your take on some of these young guys, and are they meeting some of the expectations that you may have had for them? Well, first of all, I don't, you know, football has changed a lot from the Lombardi, you know, years to now, and it's a different kind of a lot. It's a totally different. But one thing hasn't changed: you still win in that. And to use your words, in the trenches. I mean, I don't care how how many, how great you know. You need a quarterback, obviously. But all the flashy wide receivers and all the, you know, glitzy running backs, no. You, you, you win with a good – if you have the best offensive line and a, and a good quarterback, receivers and running backs, you can find them and they'll be, you know – the New England Patriots have been the most dominant team in, in recent years. I mean, how many great running backs have they had? None. Have they had Randy Moss one year at wide receiver. The rest have been – they had Edelman, but they weren't. Again, they Brady made them good. Um, you got to protect your quarterback's your most important person, right? Everybody, that's probably the most the the most most important position in all of sports, without a doubt. Well, if that's the most important position in all of sports, you better protect them, right? You don't want these these insane pass rushers that are that are coming around these days, knocking them all you know, knocking them all all, all over the place. You know, so yeah, the offensive line is so important, and the Packers realize that. And like you said, they the last couple of drafts they've added. You know, they they did resign back the Ari to a big deal. Um, they got Jenkins, who's like I said, I he's so good, and he can do so many things. It's it's crazy. Um, and now, like you said, this I you know I don't care who starts. I mean, I think it's going to be Patrick. I just think he's the veteran. Um, if you have a rookie center, you probably don't want a rookie. Starting next to him, I think they're giving Royce Newman a lot of work now because why not? Let mm-hmm. let's see what he can do, and um, and he is versatile. So let's 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 find out what his best position is. Is it right tackle? Is it left guard? Is it right? What? Where is it? And then we can go forward there, knowing okay. But I think he'll be he's the perfect backup because he can back up at three different spots. Mm-hmm. So that's I I I still think I mean I, I know a lot of people are, are writing Patrick off, but. He's, you know, he's another guy that's made himself into a decent player. So I, I think that the starting five will be the four Paul mentioned. I think Patrick gets it, and I think, you know, I know Runyon could, could he could give him a run, I guess. Um, but I think Patrick will start. Runyon will be a backup guard. Newman will be a backup 
top back up at, at maybe tackle and guard. The guy in trouble is is, is Yash, right? Mm-hmm. We, heard, we didn't hear a word about him. He kind of got buried. Everybody, everybody kind of passed him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And Braden, yeah, he came out of. You said, you know, people were surprised. I think Ben Braden was surprised. <laughs> I think he said, what? <laughs> you, don't see, you don't see too many 27-year-olds uh, with five career NFL snaps all of a sudden just become a starter. Not that he has that role yet, but. Yeah, we'll I, I, that, that might have been a little bit of a um, coach talk, kind of kind of mm-hmm. pep him up a little bit and maybe also light a fires under some of the other guys that maybe thought they True. had a job one and. They all of a sudden they have to play a little harder now, but no, the Packers' offensive line, um, you know, they like I said, they did lose a very, very, very good player in Corey Lindsley, but I still think it's a that's a very good offense. Billy Turner, like you said, Jason had a, he had a good year last year at, at, at right tackle. I think they found that he's actually a better right tackle than he, than he was a right guard. Um, and now you know, there's other guys that, that we didn't mention. There's a, the, the other kid from last year, um, Stip Stepaniak. Right, mm-hmm. yep. he didn't play all last year because he had the knee, which they knew when they drafted him. That's why he fell to, to the sixth round. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of depth there. Uh, they, they 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 go probably. Well, we mentioned they they, they go nine ten deep, mm-hmm. and then you got the and then they got the, the the kid they drafted. Um, the the late round pick, like Cole Van Landen. Yeah, I mean he. Again, I don't. I don't. He. I, I remember. When, when when I did the story right after the draft, talking to a, to a scout about it, he kind of said, you know, he's really not quite ready. The best case would 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 be to stash him on the practice squad for a year, which is probably what they'll try to do. Because I don't, how many linemen can you keep? Right. I'm actually for today at Dairyland Express. I'm coming out with a 53 man roster prediction, and I have Uh-oh. Van Lannan. Yep, <laughs> I have Van Lannan on the practice squad as well. Yeah, I think um, that makes sense, right? Hopefully, they can. Mm-hmm. You know, he he doesn't open too many eyes preseason, and the team takes them. But um, yeah, that that would be ideal. So I actually, you, I don't want uh, I don't want to give to, to give anything away, but I'm I'm looking forward to reading it. I'll let you know what I think. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the feedback. I know we need to wrap up here, but I just wanted to each ask you guys a question. Um, you can keep it brief. Jordan Love. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is quarterback related. So this week the Packers brought in Joe, Jake Dolgala, uh, second, third-year player from Central Connecticut State. They ended up signing him. So that's five quarterbacks on the roster. After the draft, Goody told us, hey, we're going to sign some quarterbacks. They had two. They only had two. They need guys to take reps. Now they have five. Do you think there is some level of concern that Rodgers could miss minicamp, so they're just trying to add depth to the position? Obviously, we don't expect him to push for a roster spot or anything like that, but just a guy there to take reps? Or do you think they're just going with five because they can? Or I, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but do you read too much into that as far as what it means for what they think Rodgers could be participating or not? I don't because it's so early, but – and I think that's probably its its arms, and you want to evaluate some talent. I mean, you know, there's a reason why these guys are available at this point. So it's it's it doesn't concern me too much because I at this point I've kind of almost resolved myself to the fact that I I don't I won't be surprised if Rogers doesn't isn't there at the start of training camp. Mark, I don't know what your take is. I think. I think Goody called Aaron and said, "Hey, what should I do? Should I keep this guy?" And Aaron <laughs> said, "Oh yeah, absolutely. See, yeah, fine." So you know, Aaron Aaron wants to be GM now. So uh, no, I think I I think there's something to it. Yeah, five quarterbacks is a lot. I that mean, is. I well, I got two thoughts on that. One is the obvious that yeah, maybe they're the Rodgers might not. Who knows? We don't. Nobody knows. That's the thing. Nobody, including the Packers, they're not. They're not. A, they don't really know. Aaron. I'm not sure Rodgers knows what he's going to do with. He might know, but he might change his mind too. I mean, um, so yeah, better to be safe. I mean, who they cut? They they cut some defensive linemen that had Anthony Rush. Had, he had no chance of making a team, so it's not mm-hmm. like he got you know it was a thing. Now here's my other thought. Maybe they got a good look at Blake Bortles and said, "Oh my God, he can't play." <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, but he was pretty much out of the NFL last year. He was on the Broncos yeah. practice squad, and yeah. And I, I, um, I, 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 you, you guys will know his name. Or I, I know you will, Paul. And I feel bad. Ben Kurt. No, 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 not the quarterback. Oh. Who, the, the, the writer that covers the Packers for the Athletic. Oh, uh, Schneidman. Yes, he had a story today, um, that mentioned what I just said. That 
this the, the guy they signed mm-hmm. looked a lot better than Bortles. And he said, and again, he prefaced it with his mini camp, and you know, right. got, but but an arm's an arm. And he said, there's no doubt that that this kid has a better arm than Blake Bortles. He's six seven. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe the Bucks, maybe the Bucks can use. Him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to ask the owner, the Bucks owner, if he's okay with adding another player to the to the to the mix. There, they. Yeah, the, that's another thing. He owns the Bucks. The same owner that wasn't even at the game, and his 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 teammates were though supporting the local team. Yeah, Zadarius said him and Aaron Jones are going to be back for Game Four. Let's go. They were good. They were good luck, right? They were. Hey, Paul, if you could put in a request and at least get, you know, have one of those teams, preferably the Bucks, score at least 100 points, I don't need to be watching Detroit Pistons 1989-1990 basketball where it's like 73-72. to See, I like that. That's not not that low, but I don't need 132 to 128. Well, there's a difference if there's, like, solid defense, but last night's game and game two for the Bucs, they've just been struggling to shoot. Other than game three with Chris and Giannis, they're both pretty good. But, yeah, overall, their offense has been not not too hot. And there you have it. How how do you hold the Nets to that low? low? Uh, (laughs) Good luck. I don't want to have to be the one to answer that question or game plan. They did, though, but they did in game three. I mean, they – I didn't watch the game. I'll be I, I, I didn't watch it, but so we'll see if they do it twice the in a row in four and four. Then. I saw the score. I, I didn't. I didn't realize. I said, "What's that? They're, they're going into the fourth. And they said, "No, that's the final." I said, "Oh, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that was the final score." <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it. This I thought this would be a quicker show. We actually had a really healthy conversation, oh, yeah. but uh, this was a good one. So this was mi- too long. Well, this was just mini camp. Wait till training camp kicks off and all the other <laughs> stuff is going on there. It's going to be a lot of fun one. So real quick around the horn before we, we go to give everyone a chance to promote what they're doing. Mark over Packer report. What's up this week? Well, I have a story. I, I think Paul and I kind of wrote a similar story this week. We, we both wrote about Royce Newman. I think you wrote about Royce Newman, right? Paul? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I was doing a story. I, I, I do a lot of stories for the NFL player operation site where I talk to former players about what they're doing. A lot of like what they're doing now and what it's a lot of it's I don't want to get too in detail with that, but um so I was talking to Devin Bush Sr. um the other day, who's what a he's a funny guy, he's hilarious actually. He was great, great quote and told me a bunch of stories. But he's coaching now at Ole Miss. He's a he's a re- recruiting coordinator and he helps out on on defense, obviously. And um so I, after I was done interviewing for the story about him, I said, Hey, you're you're at Ole Miss. I said, uh what can you tell me about Royce Newman? I said, I also write for for this Packers site. And as soon as I said his name, I could, his voice went, oh, Royce Newman, I love that kid. And then he just went on and on with his praise of how tough he is. He was our most consistent player. Um, it's a lot, a lot of good things. He had, he had a lot of good good things to say about Royce. And that's in my story. That's up on the site now. As far as next week, I don't know. I mean, if, again, somebody took me up on this, and I, I appreciate it. If there's something you guys want to read about, I'm, I'm talking to our listeners now, but Jason and Paul, you can help me too. Uh, yeah, I, I know. This time of year, I'm, I'm looking for stories. Things usually do pop up, but I don't know what I'm doing next week yet. Stay, uh, stay, stay tuned, as they say. All right. Stay tuned for the buzz. I'll see where the buzz is. Why, the don't buzz you, is. Uh, why don't you get uh, uh, some quotes from Roger's agent, David Dunn? Let us know what's going on there. Okay. Do you have that first next week? Isn't he also Jordan Love's agent? Uh, I don't. He might be. I know that Rogers and Love are at the same agency. I don't know if they have the oh, same okay. agency. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll get a hold. <laughs> or maybe, no, what? No, I'll skip. I'll, I'll just call Aaron. Yeah. There we go. Direct. Direct call. <laughs> Twelve. What's going on here? Break it down for me. Well, just, are, are you coming or not? That's all. Yeah. That's right. what I are you coming on in July or are you going to stay with the girlfriend? Paul Brettle, what's going on? <laughs> Paul Brettle, take it away. Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, Packers Unrestricted this week. At Cheesehead TV on Friday, I actually had uh, some takeaways from minicamp, and the whole first paragraph is talking about how it's probably meaningless, take it with a grain of salt, but I still had some takeaways. <laughs> and then, as I said earlier on Saturday, today, uh, at my 53-man roster prediction over at Dairyland Express, check it out. Tell me how wrong I am or how wrong I will be. I look forward to the feedback. Awesome. Good stuff. And I'll have quick slants out at the middle of next week, and we'll see what the topic du jour is going to be. TBD, I'm in the mark camp there as well. So, everybody, I got to say, it's summertime. It's going to be hot as heck here in the Phoenix area. So, everybody, in addition to staying safe, stay cool. Drink plenty of water. And as always, go Pack Go.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.